Dinner wasn't paying attention as he moved along the crowded walk. He wove himself in and out of the bland, obscure passerbys with the honed instinct of a well-trained urbanite. The massive concrete staglomites poked at the darkening sky. Bejeweled windows flirted with the dying sunlight. The air was cold and heavy, swollen with the promise of a wet snow. Dinner pulled his wool-knit cap down over his ears. If only he had known that his life was now being measured in steps. Forty-four, to be precise. Then he might have stopped, filled his lungs with a draft of winter-tinged breaths. Perhaps stop for a chili dog from the Latino vendor he was passing. Dinner's mind was an accretion of overlapping thoughts. How long would it take to hail a cab? Would the Hungarian restaurant be too crowded? A sigh for his lost youth stirred in the mix. Should he tell his girlfriend that he is married? Should he tell his wife that he has a bastard child on the way? Then there was the broken refrigerator to worry about. His job was tedious and emasculating. At around step 40, Dinner caught a whiff of something foul that he mistook for garbage. It had a wet fur stench that was somehow infused with the aroma of burning electrical wires. His eyes bloated with tears, his stomach threatened to purge, but then the wind changed, washing away the stench and the enigmatic pulse of panic that had suddenly doubled his heart rate. At step 42, the hair on the back of his neck inexplicably stood straight. A grunt or a growl. A sound that conjured visions of mating lions rumbled just behind and above him. Dinner cast a glance over his shoulder, but there was nothing. Just the dead-eyed sidewalk cattle wandering aimlessly to and fro in pointless. Wait a minute. There was something. A glimmer. A heat wave. An entity moving through, no, over the crowd, expelling a volcanic plume of steam from an almost visible maw. It had to be an illusion, a trick of the atmospheric pressures. Yet when the ephemeral giant plunged its foot into the sea of bodies, the crowd unconsciously separated. A trio, not a set, a damn trio of eyes, like a troika of black holes, opened in the sky twenty feet over the tallest head. The eyes beheld him for a moment before blinking out of the visible spectrum. Dinner's body burned with the acid of fight-or-flight adrenaline. His heart drummed his lungs into silence. Though his brain begged for a second glance, his body claimed martial law. But it was too late. Step 44 had arrived. The giant merely plucked him from the ground as though he were a wild flower, without even a questioning glance from the other flowers remaining in the field. Dinner looked down at the massive hand that pinned his arms to his sides. It had the look of a colossal tarantula, with eight long, multi-knuckled fingers four wrapping around his left side, and four around his right, that ended in jagged and diseased fingernails. A scream rose in his throat, but the tarantula hand squeezed tight, cutting off all air. Dinner watched the ignorant crowd sink beneath him. The hand flipped up, turning Dinner on his back. His head flopped up, and with terror he took in the quartered mouth, open and salivating, like the pod of a carnivorous alien plant. The beast's triplet eyes washed over him, greedily taking in its catch. Then, with a powerful thrust, dinner was stuffed unceremoniously into the gaping maw and was received by a serpentine tongue. The tongue curled around him. The bifurcated tip caressed his face. There was no air, and a fiery ocean of saliva instantly soaked through his clothes to the skin. Dinner closed his eyes. Not just because the acidic bath burned worse than straight salt in an open wound, but because he was focusing on trying to wake himself. 
It must be a dream. It had to be a dream. Maybe he had had a stroke and was hallucinating. Thick, meaty polyps, much like the suckers of an octopus's tentacles, took hold of a large patch of hair and ripped it from his scalp. The tongue quivered with delight, passing its appetizer down the black, cavernous throat. Dinner clutched his head. The saliva turned the injury into a patch of burning napalm. He beat his fist against the tongue, kicked at the teeth, but stopped when one of the ivory daggers nearly severed his heel. He exploded in a drowned scream of rage. His head scraped against the creature's rib palate. Oh, if only he could rip one of those teeth free. Then he would cut his way through the thing's diseased brain and bathe in its gray matter. He leaned in, fighting all natural repulsion, and bit into the indefatigable tongue.